Sylvia and me. Sylvia and Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her. Hi, my name is Melanie Travis. I'm the founder and CEO of Andy Swim. We are the fastest growing digitally native swimwear brand for women. Um, and I'm so happy to be on Sylvia and Me. Melanie, thank you so much. And yes, you are. Andy Swimwear is growing uh, leaps and bounds. I know you started, the concept came up in, in 2016. Before we go into that, can you uh, tell me what was your background before swimwear? Yeah, so I have uh, no background in product or swimwear or even fashion. Um, my background is in um, sort of consumer marketing for disruptive brands. Um, I started my career at a company called Foursquare, um, and then I worked at uh, Kickstarter, the crowdfunding platform, um, and then BarkBox, a subscription uh, box for dogs. Uh, so I've really been all in the sort of New York City startup ecosystem. All of those companies have raised, you know, north of tens of millions of dollars from venture investors. Um, so the sort of VC-backed startup ecosystem is is my wheelhouse and, and within that um, marketing to consumers, something on the internet, selling, selling stuff on the internet would be a short way of, of putting it. Um, and that was my background before I started Andy. Okay, so I know that going out and buying a swimsuit is, I would say, delicious is my word for it. It's not <laughs> a very nice, um, it's not a great experience. Uh, especially when there are times when uh, the salesperson would always come and say, can I help you? Can I help you? Can oh, I help you? God, Let me yeah. say, well, I don't want to see it. I'm not showing it to you. So <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to know uh, why swimwear? Yeah. So, you know, given my background at startups, I, I, I kind of understood how you start something. Um, and I really wanted to start my own thing, but I, I sort of struggled to find an idea. And then in the summer of 2016, I was going on a work retreat with BarkBox uh, to a lake in upstate New York. And I had exactly the experience you just described in terms of looking for a swimsuit. I just struggled to find something. The shopping experience was so frustrating and annoying. And you know, in store, you have to go in these tiny dressing rooms and online, I didn't know where to go. And I didn't understand why there wasn't something that just offered you know, a, a beautiful collection that looks good, that feels good, that's easy to shop for. That was what I wanted. And that was a sort of light bulb moment. And I thought, if I'm struggling so much with this, it must be, you know, an issue shared by women um, more than just me. And uh, so I talked to some, some of my female colleagues and friends and family members. And what I heard was, again, pretty much exactly what you just said, so much frustration. And I thought, you know, clearly there's a chorus of voices saying this, this industry is broken. Uh, this is the idea that I'm going to pursue. I don't know how to make a swimsuit. I don't know anything about fashion. I don't know anything about production, but I'm going to go start a swimwear line. Um, and it's with that naivete that I set out. And, and now here we are three and a half years later in the heart of the garment district with a, with a pretty strong brand. So, um, so far, so good. All right. So as you said, you had no fashion um, experience, you had technology experience, you had marketing experience. Right. 
Um, and you kind of knew that you wanted people to have a good experience swimwear. Uh, how did you, uh, how did you decide to start? Where was your first, what's the first starting point? Because everyone has a lot of ideas, but how did you start it? What was the first thing you did? Yeah, um, it's always hard to know where to start with something. Um, I think in my case, uh, you know, I mentioned I had worked at a company called Kickstarter, which is a crowdfunding platform for creative ideas. And so I decided to do essentially a crowdfunding campaign for this idea. I wanted to see if other women, you know, I, yes, I talked to women, but would women pay for something? Um, and so I basically wrote out my idea, you know, a curated collection. At the time, it was just going to be three one-piece designs, just as sort of simple and curated as you can be. Um, and I wrote out the idea, and I um, I hired a, a friend who's a sort of sketch artist to sketch out some basic concepts for some one-piece swimsuits. And I put it up on a crowdfunding campaign, and I said, look, the idea would be you know, black, navy, just real classic. Would you be interested in buying this? If I raise, I think I'd set a goal of maybe $20,000 or something. If I raise $20,000 from women over the next three weeks who sort of raise their hand with their wallets and say, yes, I'm interested, then I will, I will, I will figure out how to do all of this um, because I'll have a little bit of seed money, that $20,000 to go out and start. And if I can't succeed, then that's fine. I'll go, you know, I'll keep my, I keep, I'll keep my day job. Um, and within three weeks, I had raised well north of the $20,000 and women were coming out of the woodwork saying, please start this company. Um, so with that little bit of money, I basically started calling everyone I could on LinkedIn, uh, friends of friends, anyone who knew anything about fashion and product and design and supply chain to just learn. I tried to give myself a crash course in how to do this. And um, I ended up being connected with a freelance swimwear designer and she then connected me with a, a, a person who makes patterns and basically went on and on from there. And, uh, but it really started with just the crowdfunding campaign and some phone calls. Um, and uh, I mean, it's a, it's a long and winding road to how I got, uh, how I got here. But, but essentially, like I had the product side going at one point through these phone calls and meeting people. And I got to know a little boutique manufacturer in downtown LA and I would go talk to them about what I was doing. And so I had that piece. And once all those parts were rolling, I started doing the sort of like digital side. And I hired a web designer and a web developer and a creative designer to do a logo and all the pieces, was just sort of project managing all the pieces. And I raised a little more money and, and we launched in April of 2017. Um, roughly seven months after I had the idea. So I know that one of the things that a lot of people try doing, especially if they're starting something on their own, they want it to be theirs, and they're afraid of sharing that with anyone, and then they take on so much, and they look at their revenues instead of looking what it's actually really costing them. Um, I understand that you knew that you didn't have that fashion uh, know-how. So you actually did something that most people wouldn't do. You found a manufacturer. I did, correct. I did, I, because I don't have that know-how and because I wanted to really be able to scale the business, I wanted to find a manufacturing partner 
who could really partner with the brand and not just be a sort of traditional, you know, I pay you for this and then you do that. I wanted the manufacturer to have skin in the game and really care about the product and, and the materials and all of that and be deeply incentivized. Um, and so I, I essentially went door to door here. I'm in the heart of the garment district in New York City. And I essentially went door to door um, meeting all the major manufacturers and pitching them on this idea like, look, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a great e-commerce marketer. I understand consumer behavior. I understand building brands on the internet. Um, you guys are sort of world-class swimwear manufacturers. Together, we could have the potential to build truly a, a generation-defining swimwear brand. And um, you know, major manufacturers in this day and age are really all looking to have a, a foot in e-commerce. They're really excited about the space and they're, you know, they're primarily wholesale businesses, but they'd love to be more digital. And so I think that pitch resonated and I ended up striking a deal with a great manufacturing partner. I'm actually in their sort of global headquarters here in, in New York City. We, we have our own little office here and um, it's been a wonderful partnership and they have scaled with us all the way, and um, you know we we can pretty much scale to the moon with these guys. So it's been it's been great, and and they you know they like they they really know and understand swimwear manufacturing. So they make a very high quality product, um, and you know especially when there's a global pandemic like COVID, you know they're so diversified with factories that we didn't even have any sort of supply chain interruptions. So uh, it's not like we're operating a tiny little mom and pop thing here. We're able to you know, even though we're a small and growing startup, we're able to sort of navigate global pandemics with the size of a major player behind us. Well, um, speaking to that, um, even though your uh, technology background and e-commerce, you're a very successful startup right now, but how did, how did it feel? Um, I understand that you had some um, glitches in building the software because uh, you wanted to do your own you know, website, definitely. Yep. Uh, tell us the story about when you actually hit the uh, sold out um, one of the styles that you had what happened oh yeah so we have um are you referring to the to the mykonos when that yeah so the mykonos i mean it's been the suit that we have struggled to keep in stock because we um we just didn't anticipate how popular it would be and uh, we sold out of it way too fast. We definitely thought that something was wrong with our site. Um, we didn't understand why people couldn't check out. And I, I could not believe that they would all have been sold out like that. Um, and so we put a little button on the page saying, notify me when it's in stock. And we thought, okay, we'll get another shipment in and, and we'll see what happens. And um, when the shipment came in, because this is also, there's a lot of technology that happens behind the scenes when a shipment comes into the warehouse, it's loaded through a number of devices and uploaded onto our site. And there's no human that really touches any of that. So it was probably the middle of the night. We didn't know what was happening. Um, and I woke up to just a massive, just, I mean, it was our biggest day in the history of Andy. And uh, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was out of control how much sold so quickly. And we sold out right away again and had all these angry people saying like, we got this email, you know, at 1 a.m. and by 9 a.m. it was all sold out again. So that's been sort of an ongoing struggle to keep that, you know, it's a good, it's a champagne problem. Okay. 
Now, swimwear. Um, it, usually when someone is shopping for swimwear and you look in the magazines, you see string bikinis, bikinis. You see, you see so many things that the regular everyday woman really cannot wear. She might think at some point, but in, in all reality, I don't know anyone who really wants to wear that stuff. And it's really geared, not geared towards women as much as what everyone else would like to see a woman in. Exactly. You've, gone, you've taken that to a different uh, level. Yeah. Can you tell, so I understand that the um, design at the, the initial designs came from you wanting to find something for yourself and then of course asking friends and family what it is they would like to see. Yep. Um, when somebody goes on to your website, you see a variety of different types of people, which you don't usually do. Um, how did you decide to, one, come up with the first three or four styles that you did, and then to really um, want to make an experience for women uh, a much better and, and a more comfortable and basically an empowering um, uh, feel? Yep. The word. Yeah, empowering. Experience. Is yeah, empowering experience. <laughs> I mean, that's core to what we do. And that's always been the goal really from the beginning. Um, you know, when a woman is wearing a swimsuit, it's the most naked she will ever be in public. And uh, as a woman, um, I'm acutely aware of this. And so the swimwear buying experience is sort of fraught with these sort of psychological, um, like, oh my God, how do I look? Da, da, da. And so, you know, and then to what you were saying, um, the industry is still just totally overwrought with images of women in these string bikinis. I mean, still now, if you were to Google like women swimsuit in Google image search, you get women slathered in like tanning oil on like an uncomfortable cliffside that clearly has been directed and intended for the male gaze. And so, um, you know, what I really thought we had the opportunity to do with Andy is create a company by women for women. Um, that changes the conversation and and is really um, changes the the whole the way that that women shop for swimwear um, and and is um, you know it, with inclusivity as a core part of our DNA and so yeah so when we do photo shoots uh, we don't go to the sort of traditional modeling agencies and cast models we work with my influencers in our community uh, that we think reflect the sort of diversity of our community um, and we work with customers we we shoot ourselves um, I have been on the homepage of andyswim.com and I can tell you when I started Andy I never intended to be photographed in a swimsuit on the homepage of the website but you know there there that it's so it happened um, and and I think you know we're trying to have fun with it and be really open and and show people that like you can be comfortable and empowered and and i mean our whole sort of purpose is to help women feel comfortable and confident in a swimsuit and um so so that's really just been important from day one changing the changing the conversation around swimwear shopping um and and what that looks like um and then uh the last thing i'll say about that is um I think I forgot my final point on that. Um, I guess, no, okay, the last thing I'll say is that uh, it is working. It's working both in the numbers, right? Like I think um, 
that, you know, a lot of men have historically said like, oh no, you know, you need to do, you know, skinny models because it's, you know, aspirational shopping and it won't work if you don't do that. And I think what we're showing is it does work from a business perspective. It's not just a feel-good perspective. We've grown so much. Um, and anecdotally, the feedback that we get from our customers is incredibly strong and moving with women writing to us, telling us, you know, it's the first time in, in 20 years that they've put on a swimsuit and they feel good, or it's the first time they've put on a swimsuit at all, or like they finally feel like um, they've still got it. And that, that kind of, we hear that all the time. And that just makes us so happy that um, women are like, Ideally, when you're wearing a comfortable swimsuit, you just forget that you're wearing anything at all. You don't have to tug and pull and like be scared of, you know, pieces dropping out or whatever. And so, um, so that's been the goal from the beginning and, and, and so far so good on that front. Um, and then as for the designs, uh, to the beginning of your question, I mean, that's, that's the lens with which we designed the first suits. What are suits that are, you know, um, you know, like they're not Speedos, you know, they're, they're more stylish than that but they're comfortable and flattering and stylish um, and supportive. And that has informed every style decision that we've ever made um, for what we make. Well, that's very important. And that's where so much uh, communication is lost and women don't understand that they don't have to be uncomfortable. I'll never forget going to a store um, and, and uh, looking at a pair of shoes and trying them on, I went, oh, you know, these are uncomfortable. And the woman actually said to me, oh, well, you know, a little bit of pain to look good. And I'm thinking, lady, you got the oh, way. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how we were, uh, the society has brought us up so much is to uh, what's a little discomfort. Well, it, it's, no reason you that. lose so much of yourself. You know, I'm picturing, there's pictures of uh, Marilyn Monroe. She was not skinny. Jane Mansfield was not skinny. They were, they had healthy bodies and they, you know, you saw pictures of them in one piece suits. They didn't have to wear a two piece suit to be sexy and feel good. Yeah, we totally. can't all look like Marilyn Monroe, who I think <laughs> is gorgeous, but we can definitely feel good about ourselves which Absolutely. I think, you know, one, one of the main, um, the main ideas behind all of this is empowering women. And, and you have something that it's a women, uh, woman owned company yep. that caters to women, listening to what women want. Um, and it started off with what you wanted what That's you were looking, which there was no supply, let alone demand. There was a lot of demand, quiet demand. Yep. There was no supply out there. Exactly. So um, one of the things that I know that you've said is that you want entrepreneurs to know that the barrier to, to entry is low. Um, that you can take an idea and, and you, you knew that you started off with Kickstarter and you had you, you had a ceiling of, if it didn't work, then you'd do something else, but it turned out it worked. Yeah. Uh, so what, um, what advice would you give to uh, women who are looking to start something of their own? The advice I would give is, is just do it, you know, not to quote a major brand out there, but, um, <laughs> you know, perfect is the enemy of good or, or however that expression goes. I think, um, a lot of times I, I, when I speak with um, young entrepreneurs, 
they're working on their idea, they want it to be perfect, they're afraid of, you know, what the reception will be. And, 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 and what I always say is just put it out there because at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're probably not gonna be everything to everyone, nor is that necessarily what you want to do. Um, and you have to get your idea out there and listen to customers and, you know, consumers are savvy. They, they really, really are. And um, they will let you know what, what they want and what they don't want. And I think it's much better to get a sort of messy product out there. I mean, something functioning, but it doesn't have to be perfect out there. Um, listen to the feedback and then iterate as you go. And if I had held on to Andy until I thought it was perfect, I mean, who am I to know what perfect is, you know? Um, and, and so we got it out there, a really basic version. And um, that's really what I tell, what I, what I would tell, um, you know, anyone, just get it out there, put your idea to the test and, and don't be too married to it because if it doesn't work out, that's okay. You can pivot, you can change, you can, you know, stop that and do something else. Um, I, it would be great to see in particular, of course, more, more women getting their ideas out into the world. I so agree with you. Um, I understand uh, you've, you've expanded into another item, haven't you? I read someplace. Um, which item are you? Oh, well, you have many items. Tell me. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. I, I'm not sure. Um, um, a down, not down. What's it called? Yeah. Um, a down parker or jacket. Oh, interesting. Yes. So um, back, that's an interesting story. Um, once you've launched something with, that has some amount of success in the D2C apparel space, um, you start to get approached by other manufacturers that are like, hey, I make this and I would love to do a partnership like what you did. You clearly know how to build a brand on the internet. Let's do a partnership. Um, I get that quite a lot. And I was approached by a, an, out, an outerwear manufacturer and um, I helped to get that company off of the ground. Um, it's since changed names. It's called Harper Coats now. Um, so I helped to get that company off the ground, get the pieces needed to launch um, you know, this, a successful partnership. Um, and then I found a, I recruited a CEO, uh, installed her as the CEO of the company. I remain an advisor to that company, but I'm no longer sort of operationally involved. Um, but I love doing that. And there's, there's sort of a playbook. It's, it's a little bit of a playbook, a little bit of like magic and gut feel that goes into it. And I think, um, I think it's, it's really fun to build businesses that, um, you know, that are born on the internet and, and that sort of disrupt major categories. And that was the goal with the coats. Um, and hopefully we'll have a big season, you know, come this fall, um, though I won't be involved in, in the day to day. It was really fun to bring to life. So swimwear, you mentioned pandemic and we're living in a pandemic right now. Um, where do you see, I, I'm sure that right now, I know we talked about it, you're designing or stocking up or manufacturing or all three of these for uh, winter, for, for the start of 2021. Um, do you, where do you see the industry going with everything the way it is right now? Yeah, I mean, it's been interesting in swim in the pandemic because, you know, swimwear is a travel related category. So you would think that it's pretty far down given that travel has largely slowed. Um, but in fact, you know, I, I think that's probably true for swimwear sold sort of wholesale or in brick and mortar. Um, but 
but given the vast movement of people going from in-store shopping to online shopping because of the pandemic, it has actually dramatically increased the addressable audience. And so um, swimwear, at least for us, and from what I understand uh, with my peers in the industry, is, is actually way, way up right now, e-commerce swim. Um, and COVID has been, you know, for better or for worse, more of a tailwind than, than a headwind um, for our category um, if, if we're selling online. And so um, we've been benefiting from that through this summer. Um, I, think, I think if 2020 has taught me anything, it's that I have no idea what's around the corner. Um, and hoping for a strong sort of like end to the year here. Um, and then we'll see what happens in 2021. But, you know, the hope would be, you know, if we get a vaccine, if we're able to come out of the pandemic, and people have decided that online shopping is where they want to spend their money, um, we could see a really, really big boost to the category for years to come. Well, um, not only online shopping, but um, as you set out to do, you've helped women empower themselves in being able to get quality online. And you've got some experts um, within your company. When I say experts, really good people who understand women who, uh, it, it would, it's almost like being in the store with a salesperson, except you don't have to have that feeling of, of uh, being uncomfortable. So uh, I think what you're doing for women is, is a great thing and probably, uh, sales during the pandemic because it's almost like a fantasy mm -hmm. you get to to go and you buy a couple and you feel good and then you can't wait to yeah like a vacation and, in a park. and we're going to get out of this at some point and everyone will be able to go out and feel good it's a very empowering feeling um you mentioned your website can you give it again uh, for people to get information? I think there's information about you on there also. There is, there is. So uh, you can shop us at andyswim.com. That's A-N-D-I-E swim.com. And also yeah. follow us on all the social channels, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, always at Andy Swim. And for anyone who's listening, um, this is just something, one of the reasons why I wanted Melanie um, on today is because there is there is empower, empowerment in being able to do something and feel good about yourself, even if it's just a swimsuit. Um, hey, it's about time. It's about time. Melanie, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. On our next podcast, I'll be talking to another extraordinary, inspiring woman who has made her mark on the world. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform and, of course, our website, sylviaandme.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to keep up with the latest episodes. Review, rate, and take us with you wherever you are. I want to hear from you. If you know of an extraordinary, inspiring woman, please contact me at sylvia at lifeofprey.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay safe. Today's podcast is sponsored by Upper Deck, the national full-service virtual gym that has reinvented the at-home workout experience. Upper Deck has more than 30 strength and cardio classes a week. 
named Best Fitness Club in the Gold Coast for 2020, Upper Deck brings the gym to you with live coaching and motivation. Upper Deck's unique classes are interactive. They have two coaches, one leading your workout and one keeping her eyes on you, providing feedback and encouragement in real time. For a free week of unlimited virtual classes with no strings attached, email info at UpperDeckFitness.com and let Upper Deck know you're a Sylvia and me listener. This has been a Life of Prey production.